Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. Well, good morning. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, with the Native Citizens Podcast. Uh, my name is Marco. I am the pastor here at Storehouse McAllen and in this room. I am joined by Schwantanamo Bay. What's up? I have a mic now. Hey, he has a mic up, now. Uh, it's official. So, well, let me continue to introduce everybody and then I'll tell everybody about Schwantanamo Bay. Uh, LC is here. She's our storehouse. Hey, girl. Kids hey. hey. What up? And then Schmerick. Hey, friends. Who is our liturgy director. Um, so going back to Schwantanamo Bay. Because he's usually in the background. Uh, Schwantanamo Bay is Greek for glue, so he holds all of this together. It's true. Fact check by <laughs> Facebook and Snopes, whatever. Yes, and um, and so his name is his name is Everett. So so those who know him, in particular his family, because uh, that's important, call him Everett. Uh, his friends call him Schmevs, but I endearingly call him Schwantanamo Bay. And uh, Schwantanamo Bay is like, because he, he gets it done. He, yeah, he, he does all the things. He Mr. Make It Happen. He, Mr. Make It Happen. Mr. 2020. And uh, and so... Soon to be 2021. Yeah. And so Schwantanamo Bay is our media director. I would say production, but I, I feel like media just falls under all of that. Yeah, you do a lot of things, Everett. And we, yeah. we're happy I, I've kind of taken them. a step back from production to, yeah. to focus more on the digital content like this, like this yeah. podcast. Yeah, so, like you're responsible for this. So thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Everett. Yeah. Actually, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for the let opportunity. Me, I'm, I'm really, let, me, yeah. let me take my thanks back. <laughs> Humble brag. Humility. Humility. Humble yeah. brag. Sanctification things. <laughs> so yeah, now you guys know Shantanamo Bay, the brains behind all of this. Uh, this morning, we're going to continue our series on the five solas of the Reformation. Today, we're talking about the third sola, which is solus Christus in Christ alone. Uh, and we're going to kind of dive right into it. Uh, we hope you really enjoyed uh, our episode last week on sola gratia and sola fide. Um, the doctrine of solus Christus uh, teaches, we're just going to dive right in, guys. The doctrine of, of Solus Christus teaches that the Lord Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith, not the church, and that salvation is only made possible through him and him alone. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Go. Agree or disagree? True. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I Thank concur. you for joining us. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna listen to this quote. Yeah. This is by uh, Stephen Wellam on this doctrine, and this quote is his, um, I suppose, his response to the Roman Catholic tradition's uh, position uh, regarding the incarnation of Christ. And so I'm gonna we're gonna read this. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna explain it. And we'll continue to, to talk about um, salvation through Christ alone. So here's uh, here's what he writes about Rome's position as what he calls the continuation of the incarnation. <clears throat> he says, ex opere operato. That is uh, Latin for um, the work performed. 
Uh, he says, this is the warrant for Rome's insistence that the church can mediate divine presence and infuse grace into the recipient and that this mediation of divine grace through the church is necessary for salvation. What's that mean? So, what? yeah, here's what he is saying, right? Rome holds this position particularly, it is seen particularly, for instance, in the Lord's Supper, that it is through the Pope and by the church uh, that they can give the gift of grace to the individual. Hmm. Um, and 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 it is it is Rome or it is the church's responsibility as it necess necess yeah. necessitates <laughs> salvation. So in other words, the church can give the gift of grace to the person. Um, why this is uh, certificates? Okay. Kind of like that, yeah. So why this is a big deal is because, again, Solus Christus, right, teaches that salvation is only made possible through Christ and Christ alone. Not the church, mm -hmm. not the pope, not uh, merit or any works done by us in righteousness. Right. But that salvation is made possible only through, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And so what the Roman Catholic Church would would teach is that particularly the the position of the pope is a continuation of the incarnation of Christ and that is seen, a representation representation, representation of, exactly. Okay. But they would also argue for instance in the Lord's Supper that the elements of the bread and the wine are actually in fact right uh, the body and blood of Christ. And when right. an individual comes to receive them, the church can gift yeah. that grace to them. So that's a transubstantiation? That is a position yeah. called transubstantiation. Yeah. And so why we uh, <clears throat> buck against this is because Scripture repeatedly teaches, particularly Jesus himself, teaches that yeah. salvation is by... And through him yeah. and him alone. Right? So no one can come to the Father except through me. Except through me, exactly. Yeah. And so it is incredibly important for us to, as we have walked through several of these doctrines, it's incredibly important for us to protect them. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we can see how they can be misused yeah. and abused. Yeah. Uh, whether it's with Rome herself right or even within uh the protestant church yeah and so when it comes to the doctrine of 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 solus christus yes we are talking about salvation through christ alone but we're also talking about the significance of what christ accomplished on the cross right Outside of that, when we add to it, for instance, as Rome does, it defeats, I think, the purpose of Jesus's exclamation of it is finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we keep going, what, what are you guys thinking? What are what are some thoughts? My first thought is like, uh, is it Ephesians 5? And Christ is the head of the church um, and talks about like the, the structure of the family as well. Mm -hmm. um, but like if Christ is the head... 
he is the one giving the gifts he is the one in charge of the body yep um and it doesn't say christ in representation of the pope as so like you go back to like tradition tradition's important and it must submit to scripture and i think the having tradition again like sola scriptura tradition inequality with scriptures can get us into this place where like somebody a human Mm -hmm. will a human that is not also fully god Mm -hmm. will make decisions like that and i think so i think of ephesians 5 christ is the head of the church and i also think like well the 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 one who wants to understand in me is also thinking well like we also fence the table of the lord's supper Mm -hmm. so also like a human a shepherd would also fence this as well Mm -hmm. it's like well that gets to the point where the idea of fencing the table is not to incur judgment on the person who's who's receiving the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. but also fencing or being in charge of handing out grace mm-hmm. um, in the in the hands of a human who can show partiality right. is is something that I guess would be concerning. And obviously, there's there's prescriptions in Scripture to to like prevent against that right so those are like my initial thoughts yeah especially like going back to to the lord's supper you're right like there, there's a there's an under shepherd who is fencing the table right mm-hmm. and if done correctly the under shepherd is submitting to the word of god and yeah. presenting both grace and warning to the church mm-hmm. right and so in that example, right, you, we would heed what, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, right, where he says, if you're going to participate in this, you must examine yourself. Yeah. And so that that's part of the the grace and warning to the congregation. Like, hey, if you come mm-hmm. forward, not only must you know Christ, you you should have right. examined Standard, yourself, yeah. repented, and you're coming forward empty-handed. Yeah. Like, to do so outside of that brings judgment on you. And then clearly, yeah. I... I don't know that yeah. someone has actually fully, completely done that. But you're responsible for communicating that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm responsible mm-hmm. to the people, not for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what what the other part is, is like, what's this? Um, to mediate divine presence. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, yes. Like, we are God's hands and feet. Um, but that's in what... order to serve, and I don't right. like to like to... Yeah, that that kind of confuses me. But th- but that's the thing. Like I think that's why we have scripture to to help mm-hmm. uh, guide us, right? Like uh, so, Paul and Timothy says that we only have one mediator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Not the church. Yeah. Not a position of authority in the church. The only mediator between God and man is the Lord Jesus. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Elsie? Um. Well, I was gonna say I think that. If this goes against like the Godhead, like the Trinity, like it totally is like denying like Jesus as a like the Son of God and His a uh, purpose to execute our salvation and to and then like it debunks like Holy Spirit. It doesn't. Um, it's like as if they're trying to fill in the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in essence, and like I don't know what all the Roman Catholic Church take their take is on the Holy Spirit, but it's it's like, one, they're saying, like, Jesus wasn't enough, so we are part of him mm-hmm. to continue his work as if, like, his work wasn't complete, it wasn't finished, and yet it was. Mm-hmm. Like, he did all that needed to be done to fulfill the scriptures for us to be uh, 
saved and have a relationship and reconciliation with God. And I think the whole mediation thing, that's, yeah, you you hit that. And But the, I was thinking of, like, it's not just they're, like, putting one man above everybody else and in that control to set, okay, now you are, like, saved because you've come to me. Like, he's, like, not pointing to Christ. And it kind of goes against the scripture. Like, we're all heirs of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um who's the author and perfecter of our salvation. Like, so I, um, yeah, I think of those things. Yeah. Because communicating that it is the church that mediates grace diminishes the work of Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. And I think diminishes the Trinity. Right. So I think, I think because I agree with, um, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit so we can, in our presence, act upon the influence of the Holy Spirit in, in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. The part where I disagree is that it's necessary for salvation mm-hmm. for us to be able to do that around other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you, if you get into semantics, it's like, well, us preaching and speaking grace into that person, how else are they going to be saved unless somebody speaks to them? Right, right. But that's, I, I think what... what Stephen Wellam is is pointing out is the difference in the actual like salvation of the soul right in their receiving of that that gift yes rather than our responsibility as Christians to be right. graceful well I think yeah. in, in addition to that I think one of the big distinctions is yeah we're going to preach grace to those who are before us right mm-hmm. uh, we're going to proclaim the gospel however that is in outpouring yeah. of the grace that we have received from Christ himself. What yeah. what Rome believes as the church is the mediator is that they are the authority yeah. of that grace yeah. and that they could bestow that grace upon whoever they want yeah. for salvation. Yeah. And so what we're saying is like, no, well, like salvation is not only through Christ alone, but the grace that we have been given from Christ is so that we would be transformed, mm-hmm. our hearts would be made new, our lives would be transformed, so that that same grace would overflow yeah. into into the others. It's not because I am I am an authority figure of that yeah. grace. It is because I'm pointing you to the one who has just given it to right, me. Right, right. So I think making that distinction, like, Rome sounds like a cult, is what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. It's like you have this person in power who's, in respons- who's responsible for the salvation or, like, the... I guess spiritual direction of the person that's yeah yellow red flags like and yeah. he's a person he's yeah, not god going back to like solus christus like christ and uh the hypostatic union totally god and totally man yeah. Like, yeah that's why he was in that position because he was totally god yeah um as like the great high priest yeah it's like mm-hmm. there there are lesser uh, under shepherds as you said earlier like those guys are important but the the great shepherd, right? There's like a, a really in, like important distinctions. Like yeah, they are just men, and they are they're fallible. Yeah, like they are not infallible. Exactly. So that's that's kind of one of the things I think about. Yeah, and so so that is a it, it, when we're looking at salvation made possible through Christ alone. That is the big distinction. Yeah. Between, for instance, Protestant and and Roman Catholic tradition, right? One of the things that we've been talking about as we've talk 
through these doctrines has been, man, how do we guard these doctrines mm-hmm. within within specifically our church or, or, or just the Christian church, right? And I think one of the things that I, I want us to dive into a lot into here is on paper, particularly those who would say, well, yeah, I don't subscribe to the Roman Catholic tradition. I agree that salvation is made possible through Christ alone. But Solus Christus also teaches um, that, yes, salvation is made possible through Christ alone and in light of the grace that we have received through his redeeming work on the cross leads us to love him, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. him and something else yeah mm-hmm. right and i think that is where yeah the american church gets in trouble yeah. yeah on paper we would see this and oh yeah we're different than the roman catholic tradition mm-hmm. or we're, we're different than rome 100 percent. but so is Christ, christus teaches that we would love christ above everything anyone and anything yeah and i think where the american church gets in trouble um if we were to unpack this doctrine in our culture is mm-hmm. that the American church would say, Oh, I love Jesus and money. I love yeah. Jesus and my family. I love Jesus and, and the culture and the culture yeah. and the world. So how do we, so how do we guard Solus Christus within the context of, of our church and our culture? That's a good question. It's a very good question. Can I have time to think about it? Elsie, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> how do we guard against? How do we guard against? Ask the question again, please. How do we how do we guard the doctrine of Solus Christus uh, against um, culture? Mm-hmm. How do we guard it? Well, I already forgot the original I question. <laughs> I, so I wait, made it up it? on the spot. It was a spirit-driven <laughs> thing. Um, Santo. <laughs> if you're listening, you just rewind it a little yeah, bit. Just rewind it. <laughs> yeah, the question is like, so how do, within the church, how do we guard this so that oh, we would okay. actually contend against culture and contend against even good things? Right, right. Like, for instance, while y'all are thinking, I think about the <laughs> Colossian church, right? Yeah. So Paul is writing to the Colossian church uh, – because they're doing some really good things, right? In the opening, in the opening chapter, he's doing. They're doing some really good things, and at some point, the, the church in in Colossae, right, mm-hmm. uh, becomes misaligned, and so Paul is writing to them so that they would get aligned, so that they would get back in alignment with the will of God. Mm. And what I love about Colossians is, I think it's chapter one, verses fifteen to twenty three. He talks about the preeminence mm-hmm. of Christ, image of the and, and exactly, and the point of Paul preaching Christ so deeply to them is so that they would remember, yeah, that that they would remember the supremacy of Christ above all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. name above all names. Yeah, Lord of mm-hmm. Lord, King exactly. of Kings. Exactly, and so so again, they're doing good stuff. Yeah. Right, but they've become a little bit misaligned, and so Paul's mm-hmm. bringing them back and reminding them through the preeminence of Christ that they are to love the supremacy of Christ above all things. Yeah, I think. How do you guard against that? Uh, how do you just? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I thought you so were asking think, that. Yeah, I think my my answer would be um, to point to the fact that Christ was. 
It's like through the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ. In the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ, all things were made. So I think you start like with like his sovereignty over all. That's why he is able to be king of. That's why he was given the name above all names. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So like, everything falls under the authority and umbrella of Christ as as his creation, as what he is, um, owner of, yeah. king of. So I think. I think that's where I'd start. I think there's so mm-hmm. many avenues you can take to speak yeah. directly into something. Yeah. But like the when I think of my family, my family can definitely be like Christ and my family. It's right. like, well, no, my family is under the the supremacy and kingship lordship of Christ. So like I only have a family because of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like I my first love, like do not forget your first love. And my first love was Christ because of how he he created the world how he decided to save me right um and walk upon walk in that so it's like the the origin and the glory do his name mm-hmm. for all these things to be right. added on to me and that's that's where i'd start how to contend is like well know who your creator is yeah. it's like learn the just just like growing in the knowledge of god isn't it yeah yeah i, I think so i i think what's in light of what you said i think what's what's equally important is knowing good things yeah can become the main thing yeah yeah you, you know what i mean like that's what was happening with the colossians that's what happens with the ephesians so it's happening to me right now right. <laughs> i just talked about it right like that's what happens with the ephesians uh with the ephesian church right in revelation 2 he's like man you hate sin you've done all these things you've preached the gospel like essentially he's saying like hey the podcast is good sunday gatherings are great you know you've, you've community groups are are thriving and I have this against you. Yeah. You've, you've forgotten the love you had at first. Yeah. And so I think, um, I think that's one of the ways in which our church or the American church could, can begin to guard the doctrine of, of Silas Christians. All of these doctrines have implication yeah. for our daily lives. And so it's not just theological rhetoric. Not, Exa- yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, so the doctrine of the Silas Christians that salvation is made possible only through Jesus Christ is true upon justification it is true in our sanctification because it is jesus who is our mediator to the father it is jesus who is pouring out his grace onto us it is jesus who is at work in us through the holy spirit dwelling in us Mm -hmm. right like that doesn't stop yeah it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me exactly exactly an actual living thing that has like a, a moment by moment like implication in our exactly lives. and it goes back to what we've been talking about in terms of like that even has an implication for how we think about our sin yeah like do you realize that apart from christ the wrath of god was over you the cup of wrath was actually for you mm-hmm. he took that upon himself so that you would be reconciled to the father right so like oh what was accomplished in the cross like you died for sinners like yeah yeah, yeah. redemption was accomplished yeah like you were bought with a price I think that's really important to remember when we start believing that our salvation is a convenience yeah. that, and then we actually like sit and see and see in scripture that, well, yeah, taking that cup of wrath was inconvenient for Jesus. <laughs> like right. he totally could have passed it. He would have. And then we realized he would have been disobedient to the father had he not gone to the cross. Mm-hmm. What would that have yeah. like, right? you know? 
happen or what would have happened after that like right. if he didn't yeah we'd all yeah. still be without yeah redemption yeah exactly and so in light of redemption the way in which we walk right like our 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 manner of walk, right? Paul tells that to the Colossians, right? Walk worthy in a manner yeah, of which you were called. Uh, yeah, which you were called. And so it goes back to what we talked about last week, even with Sproul. Like the way in which we walk, like our merit and righteousness is not from us. Yeah. Like the righteousness that we walk in is actually one that has been gifted to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, so again, Solus Christus. What was that? New creation. Exactly. So Solus Christus has like there is the 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 I guess the the moment the importance of the moment that salvation is only made possible through Christ alone, and then there is the implication of that moment, mm-hmm. right? That we are being transformed by His grace because of the gift of faith through the work of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Yeah. Right. And therefore, we must guard this doctrine. Not just because of salvific purposes, yeah. but we must guard this doctrine because our hearts are fickle, so yeah. fickle that we are quick to say, we love Jesus and, and my family. Yeah. I love Jesus and my career. Mm-hmm. Jeez, and it's this, and it's like, and when we get there, we begin to, and we. I, the thing is, I don't think we would articulate it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. When we begin to get there, we're actually forfeiting his redemptive work for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, or we're at the very least diminishing it. Right, when we get to that place, we're we're actually um, neglecting his supremacy in our lives over all things that that ought to be there. We're mm. neglecting that. We're saying this this other good and even godly thing is equal, if not more important, right. than my savior. Yeah, it's like you were saying, like he's he was there at the beginning, like he was. When you were talking about that, like he was, he wasn't just son of God, like here on earth. Yeah. Lived a life, died on the cross, rose rose and went back to heaven. Like he was. Through him all things. Through him all things. Before the beginning of time, he was God. Mm -hmm. Like John 1, 1 and 2. Like it's that. um, Preeminence. His lordship over everything was before we existed. And I think that helps combat that mm-hmm. um, definitely yeah. that he is sovereign not just sovereign but he was over everything over all um in all through all yeah. things the voice of the lord hovered upon the waters like mm-hmm. going back and reading the creation story mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when when i was a non-believer i would read genesis over and over again because i couldn't get past that book i think the holy spirit just like shielded my eyes and ears mm-hmm. but i think reading that over and over again upon salvation like i guess my conversion um the the scales were were lifted and seeing who the creator was Mm -hmm. made it easier to submit to that authority Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah like as an artist i can see like yeah i can rearrange certain elements to quote unquote create something Mm -hmm. but it's not creating something with the power of a voice like like god did so i think like in christ alone through him all things were made that's such a powerful statement that is it, it makes it easier i guess to, to submit to yeah um and like combating i think of such like a i guess a violent word mm-hmm. it's like well actually this kind of combating is like it should be 
easier to do so with with right. these things. Well, it, I think mm. part of the reason, like combating, contending, mm -hmm. those are strong words that are necessary. Like I think about we're walking through Jude right now. Yeah. Right. And um, one of the things that's that is happening is that there are people, false teachers within the church. Mm -hmm. Right. Who are perverting the grace of God. Yeah. And and how that is shaping their life. Jude says they are defiling their flesh. They yeah. are rejecting authority and they blaspheme against things they don't understand. Yeah. And so they are saying like, oh, yeah, I know Jesus. And like, mm -hmm. I can I can run this this way and you should join me. Yeah. In yeah, doing yeah. And what Jude is saying is mm -hmm. they actually don't know. Him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They actually don't know him. And, he, and they're coming from within the church. Yeah. And they're coming from within the church because you are not contending. Yeah. For the faith. Yeah. And if you're not contending, it means you become passive. Yeah. And as you, you become passive, you've probably forgotten a couple of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You lack intentionality mm -hmm. in in your fervor for the Lord. Yeah. And and then he, he in, in addition to that, like you you've forgotten some things because and he says it. I think it's in Jude four. He says you've forgotten these things. Or I'm saying that he will be saying you've forgotten these things because these individuals have crept in unnoticed. Yeah. Like you didn't even notice them. Yeah. 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 It's like a stranger came into your house, started eating your food. You yeah. don't even care. You didn't even say anything. Yeah. Dang. Mm -hmm. Like that's who we should be violent against. Yeah. <laughs> well, like our battle isn't against flesh and blood. It's about like the principalities and the rulers yeah. and the things in the spiritual places that we're like at war against. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, that there, there are each one of these doctrines, every doctrine has implication mm -hmm. for godly living. Right? It is not merely theological information. Right? It is knowledge about who God, is. who God is and how that shapes how we live. And so, primarily, Solus Christus teaches about the salvation, that salvation is made possible only through Christ based on the redemption he accomplished for us on the cross he hmm. fully took on the wrath of god and it is through the grace of god that we are redeemed and reconciled to the father preach so snaps snaps <laughs> mic drop schmez do you have any do you have a, a thought do i have a thought you don't have to i'll put you on the spot i mean i, I was just uh parking in uh or thinking about just genesis like we were we were talking about the proto evangelion yesterday and proto evangelion like the first solution to our sin was where it says uh, between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel mm -hmm. just parking in that knowing that that first solution that only solution was Christ it's just yeah, mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, that that in our sin, God God didn't leave us, mm -hmm. but meets us where yeah. we are with His grace. Yeah, that's good. Jehovah Jireh, boom. A provider, His yeah, grace man. is sufficient for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna close it off here with Solus Christus. We hope you guys have been enjoying the series on the five solas. Next week, we're covering the last one, Soli Deo Gloria, which is to the glory of God alone. Hope you guys dug Solus Christus. If you have questions, hook us up because we'd like to hear from you. Mandame un text. Yeah, what Eric said. <laughs> and so uh, 
hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Monday morning. We love you. Bye. The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com.